Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that for this week could be called Hell in a Handbasket with, <laughs> with all the trouble we've had trying to even get record pressed. But now we've got record pressed. I am your host. My name is Tosin. I am based up in the UK, in the Midlands, somewhere near Birmingham. And joining me, as always, on the Isle of Wight is Sharon Bolland. Hello. Yes, and Sean, who I think is on the Isle of Wight, I'm going to say yes, Sean, Sean Harris, Isle yes, of Wight. Yes, that's right, Isle of Wight, yeah, yeah, you've got it, you've got it. And joining us on the, uh, on, from a London correspondent who has, who has recovered from the New York bug, who can actually, who actually has a face that we can see on our, on our screens right now, it is Holly Nestling, how are you? Uh, hello, mostly recovered, not mostly. Mostly recovered, mostly recovered. So this week, well, um, what we do on this show is that we usually go to the cinema and we see a couple of things. We see some couple of things at home and then we take a, we take an average out of five and we see where has the money been better spent this week. And this week, as usual, Sean has been our cinema person. Sh- Sean is keeping up this. Sean is actually making the name of this podcast make sense. Because, <laughs> because left to me, I just probably wouldn't do it. I think Sharon, you made it to the cinema this week as well, did you? No, I made it to... No, I didn't make it to the cinema no, you didn't this week. Make it to, and neither did you, uh, Holly. No, no cinema. So yeah, Sean, Sean is keeping the what? cinema end of things up. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, Sean is keeping the cinema end of things up. And um, uh, I made it to the cinema, but only to see something that we'd already reviewed, which was The Woman King. So, Sean, tell us what you've seen in the cinema this week. Let's, ca- oh. let's crack on with this. Okay, at the cinema this week, I went with some friends to see... The film called Smile, which was a yes. horror film. You know me and horror films. So yeah. <laughs> I, it was something from the trailers. From the trailers, I really wouldn't have bothered. But because I had company, I thought, yeah, well, we would. And I, then... I think I think uh, what you say, I know you and horror films, is just... All I say is just... A, is, it's like a picture of an unimpressed headmaster. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, basically, just, yeah. Just sitting down there in the cinema with your hands crossed, <laughs> harumphing at everything you see on screen. <laughs> 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 you call that a jump scare. <laughs> but, but going with... It's, it's not so bad if you've got some people there that uh, actually you can heckle with. When there's not a lot of people in the thing, you can actually heckle and say, you know... Oh, no, uh, watch out, watch out. Oh, what's going to happen? There it comes. Oh, oh, I was a little bit slow there. I rated a little bit, you know. Here comes a jump, here comes a jump. Real stupid stuff, you know. No, the thing is, I do love, I, I do love a good heckle film. Some of my best film watching experiences have been a film that you can just heckle from beginning to the end. And that, 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 uh, and, the, and, and the worse the film is, the better the heckle experience yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> so I, found, I do love a good heckle film. So, yeah, you, so you said you saw Smile, and what else did you see Smile. in the cinema? Okay, and um, a film called Vengeance. There was a film called Ooh, Vengeance. Vengeance, which was, yeah. Yeah, Vengeance. I've, which I've heard about this. Out of nowhere, yeah. I knew oh. nothing about, but I thought it's yeah. one of those films that I like to see, yeah. All right, cool. And at home, Sean, what have you seen? Okay, I watched Blonde because, you know, it's got my... <gasps> yes. And, and yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We can talk about Okay, that. well, we, <laughs> yeah, we, but... can, we, can, we can talk about Blonde. We can talk about Blonde, but it's, <laughs> it's one of these things. When you, when you spoke, when you said you watched Blonde, I was like, I didn't think that Sean would have been about the... Oh, no. Anna de Armas. Yeah. It's got Anna de Armas <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about reason. that. Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas is Sean's Mad Mickelson. Let me put it that way. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Uh, Sean, I know you have to head off quickly. So yes. um, I think uh, we might put, put Blonde on to next week. Yes, be brilliant. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which, which gives me a chance to watch it. Um, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so so Sharon, what did you see at home? I saw a, a the Foo Fighters horror film Studio Six Six Six. six. Oh. oh yeah. Okay, and Holly, what did you see? Echoes on Netflix. All right, cool. So this is what we're going to do because I am a bit all over the place and I spend the whole day in sort of management meeting, phone call stuff. Mm. Things are going crazy. It, it's not even my business. It's it's a networking meeting I'm part of, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that's been going off that I've had to deal with today. I had to wake up 4.30 this morning. So I'm just going to sit down and let you guys tell me about films you have watched. <laughs> and, and you can do that. So, so let's kick off with Sean. Sean, kick off in cinema and Sean, tell us about Smile. Okay, smile. Well, I can tell you, can't. Okay, so basically, it's a psychiatrist, um, and she, she, she obviously works. She works loads of hours. She works in a in a in a, in a mental hospital, mental institution, and this this girl comes in to see, and she says, "Oh, you know, I've been, I, I, you know, always this thing's after me. This thing's after me. It keeps coming after me." And that she's saying, "Okay, yeah, and get the." And then she kills herself in front of the psychiatrist. And uh, and so the psychiatrist goes a bit strange, you know, and they say, oh, take a week off, take a week off. And she, <laughs> she, she sort of starts to investigate. And it seems that people who kill themselves in front of people, the people that have been, and I mean, spoiler what? Um, so those people will die soon afterwards. If So if they've seen like, but before the people die, they got a big smile on their face, right? you know, big stupid smile, and then oh, like then Joker they... style, like yeah, 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 really. So, and there's a yeah, so that's the story basically. And she she descends more and more into this madness, and people don't believe when she say all oh, these things chasing me. All these people sort of turn up smiling, you know, like from her past, and they all got big grins on their face, and yeah. Yeah, exactly that, Toes. And I see you raise your eyebrows. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> so yeah, and. And then this, she's with, I'll tell you, oh, who's the actor? The actor was in it, who was in The Boys that plays uh, A-Train. I forget, because he's in it. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, Jesse like T. Usher. Yeah, he's in it. That's where I recognised him from. And, um, yeah, so, but there's also an old boyfriend who used to be a policeman. When it's really, really convenient, he used to be a policeman, because you can look at all these old cases <laughs> where all these people, do you know what I mean? Oh, will you, will you, will you do, she turns up sort of thing, and it's like, will you, will you do this for me? Will you? Will you just look well, into that? And then it turns out that this person that did in front of her had witnessed her professor do this, and then the professor had you know, witnessed you know, someone else. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's funny, Sean. You know, earlier earlier in this review, <laughs> you, you you said you said I don't know if it was a spoiler or not. I got the feeling that a you didn't care whether it was a spoiler or not, and b you, like you didn't think that you didn't think it would matter whatsoever if no, it was it a spoiler. Whatsoever. For me, for me, this was oh, and they. I mean. I think, I mean, you obviously know the, 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 the movie side of things, but there was just drone shots all the time, just drone shots of like trees. It must have been in New Hampshire or somewhere like, you know, the trees and you'd see the car drive. You know, like now they get these, these cars drive down a country lane and it's from oh, the yeah, top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose yeah. it's cheap now because they ain't got to use helicopters. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you can just, and there's like drone shots that starts and goes up and that, and it's just like, oh come on, this, you know, the acting, the acting's pants. I mean, totally unbelievable. You know, I think it's a metaphor for guilt, really, because I won't tell you the ending of what it all comes from, but I'm pretty sure. Whereas, I mean, I saw a film called It Follows, um, yes. and I think it was trying to be that. I liked It Follows. Yeah. Um, but this, it, it, was... it also, it also sounds a little bit The Ring. The ring, yeah, a little bit ringy, yeah. That's, well, that's what the trailer reminded me of, is the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what was really funny, we were, uh, the couple of friends I went with, even Happy John, 
Happy John was like, because we, I was going, you, you love this, don't you? Because he normally loves the films that, that most people like. He goes, no, it's bloody rubbish. <laughs> so, that's, that's, so from coming from him as well, you know, he's like an officiant. It, it was so, yeah. So that's basically it. Basically, she invest. It's just full of convenience. You know what I mean? As I say, yep, yep. would you? Would you, right? I mean, I don't know, Sharon. Right? You've worked. You've worked in. Um, the police thing, yeah? You like records and stuff, right? She goes, oh, could you get the records of this professor bloke? And he somehow goes no, in. No, I couldn't. No, that's what I mean. Well, that's exactly <laughs> right, right? So he goes to the police station. The guy opens it, goes, oh, yeah, can you bring them back in? You know, you'd have to bring them back soon like that. And she's got this whole wad of, like, deaths that she's looking through, you know, of all these things from the past. And he goes, oh, she goes, oh, I need this. So he goes to the that's police station and gets it. That's a very quick way of losing your job. I was going to say, <laughs> it's like, it's like you, would, you would not do that. Why would... Why yeah. would you go to a place where, you know, Happy an ex-boyfriend? Happy when I have a job left at the end of the month. No, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> I've, still got feel- I've still got feelings for you, so I'm going to go into the police station and get these records of, you know, something f- illegal. No. photos of deaths and stuff, you know. There's, the, there's like a prison sentence involved in that, isn't there? Well, yeah, you know, so she finds these people, she goes yeah. around and knocks on the door and says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm like, and they go, oh, God. It's just like, yeah. I mean, total, total pants. Total, total, absolute nonsense. Absolute, <laughs> not very good. And in fact, I know people oh, yeah. who have lost their job for doing that for things like minor things, like looking up. They're moving house, and they've yeah. looked up what crimes they were in the road they're thinking of moving to. Ooh, they yeah, lost yeah. their jobs mm. over doing that, Ooh. and yeah, so yeah, looking yeah. up personal records and sharing them with someone outside the job. I no. know that's what I mean. You know, and okay. I mean we're talking about real proper cases of with photos and that. So yeah, it was pretty gruesome. I guess it always trying. Oh yeah. And then there's the one bit where it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, you have got to be kidding when this like, you know, well, I won't tell you what comes, but it's just like, oh, where did that come from? So you got all this stuff going on and all of a sudden it descends into slender man territory, you know, or Babadook or whatever. It's just like, I think it was trying to be too many things. It looked like a student thing, borrowing too much, not very good shots. And yeah, so and, this- and- and, and an over-eager drone pilot. And an over-eager drone pilot. Just all dro- I'm like, oh, how many of these do you see in some of these films? You know, like five minutes of a car driving over, you know, with uh, a, the car's ooh. just driving along. Okay, know? okay. Uh, speak, speaking about... Uh, of, okay, obviously, so I'm Nigerian, right? And yeah. we have Nollywood. And we always had this... There's this thing that when I, I have find it really difficult to watch a lot of sort of traditional Nollywood films mm. because they're getting better now. But there was a time when... There would be a scene and you would feel like they've gone, you know what? We paid for this song. We're going to use all five minutes of this song. (laughs) And it's going to be a random, pointless shot of people dancing. Why? Does it add to the story? No. But why? Because we paid for this song. And (laughs) or maybe just the person who was editing liked the song. And it sounds like you have a little bit of that where you just have like, you know what? We had this drone guy for a day. We're gonna put every single thing that he shot in the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but okay i'm almost scared to ask you sean how many stars would you give this a one a one a one, <laughs> star. A one, one star, star one star yeah. for smile and th- to be honest with you these horror movies are a dime <laughs> a dozen a dime, especially are, are, yeah. especially around especially around halloween they just come out you get a couple of them that come out every single year and it's just kind of a, and i am always i'm going to be shocked with you uh, i'm going to be honest with you if this had been anything other than a one i would have been surprised i think oh, yeah. i think it's more likely that when these films are not are not low low rating or no yeah. low scoring that's the surprise that's the yeah, yeah. joy that's yeah. the real halloween treat <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. real halloween candy but this is 
this could have been yeah. predicted. Yeah. I'll All right. Watch it, but I'll wait until it comes out on Sky or whatever. You, you might enjoy it. Did you ever see Ollie? Did you ever see a film called The Gallows? No. Okay. Yes, I think so. I anyway, I, I mean, I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, no. 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 Well, Holly. Holly, we all know you love your rubbish horror. You love you. You. You are the. I mean, you. You are the. You are the kind of person who, on ironically, <laughs> enjoys all those shark movies. Oh. <laughs> They make me happy. All those sci-fi shark movies. I think. I think. I think Sharon's enjoyment of them might be a bit more ironic. But I think Holly's just kind of like, no, this is good. This is this therapy. Is good, yeah. Well, no, I think it's <laughs> dreadful, but it's delightfully dreadful. They're so bad that it's like, what next? Okay. Oh, well, all right. If we, joy. Okay. We. Joy. I, I st we still have to have the Holly and Sharon have uh, the Holly and Sharon have a a. a a great big shark movie podcast thing where you just talk about all the different shark movies. There was, uh, there was the one we saw the other day. We saw a three-headed shark. Three oh, wow. But, but, but I feel like we spend too long talking about those shark movies anyway. So, <laughs> but keeping things in a horror realm, in the horror realm, we're going to go over to our Netflix and Friends style of uh, side of things. I heard somebody complaining this week about, or last week, it was on another podcast, the Pilot TV podcast, and they were complaining about the fact that everybody just lumps all the streaming services together with Netflix. And I was like, yeah, we do that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, we do that. I, I guess technically speaking, uh, streaming versus cinema would be a more accurate title, but it doesn't roll off the tongue the way no. cinema does. I don't think so. We're sticking with it, and we know it's inaccurate, but hey, such is life. And now we're going to Sharon. You went. This was not on Netflix, but it was on Sky Cinema, and you saw Studio Six Six Six, which is the Foo Fighters horror movie. Yes, uh, it's um, yeah, but it was obviously made before. Um, recent events where one of the recent members of the band yeah, has yeah. died. Yeah. Um, so it was done before that. Uh, and the story is, if you need a story for a film called Studio <laughs> 666, Star of the Foo Fighters. Sorry, the Foo Fighters. Uh, there is a beginning. It starts off in the 1980s, naturally, where a heavy metal rock band has hired this mansion to record their studio album. Yeah. Um, their next album, and um, then horrible things happen, and they all get brutally murdered by this strange madman and then jump 20 years into the future yeah you're you're living this already and um, jump 20 years into <laughs> the future sorry i'm sorry, oh, sorry Sharon. <laughs> okay you you might not have heard that i i, I was a, but there was a there was a rather there's a rather big silent yawn i just did i showed everybody my tonsils uh, and, and i apologize i cannot apologize enough for that so. no i think it was probably justified have you i've seen the film and i feel like yawning and and so jump 20 years or so plus, I don't know, 20 years, more like 30 years, into the future. And the Foo Fighters are struggling about their next album. They want to do something do sort of dramatic and revolutionary. And their agent says, I know what you need to do. You need to rent a house together and then just focus on the album and just produce your next album. Mm. And so they say, yeah. And they say, well, there's this really great mansion with lots of atmosphere and blah, 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 blah. You should go there and record your album. So the Foo Fighters, with just the band and a couple of their technicians, go to this mansion that's a little bit the down, you know, a little bit neglected, a little bit um, seedy looking, but has great acoustics. So they move in, the whole band, leave their wives and families behind and just to record their, their album. And whilst exploring the house, Dave Grohl in the basement finds part of the recording from the band that was there in the 80s all got horribly murdered. And he starts to play it. And then he basically gets demon possessed. 
And then he decides that this demon wants him to finish this song from this album that this other band were playing because by completing this song, it basically releases this demon into the world. Uh-huh. And then basically, as each... <laughs> As each sort of scene, a, a horrible death ensues, basically pointless, meaningless, gory, decapitations and dismemberments and as anything you can think of, a means of killing people, a la 1980s schlock horror films. That's what happens to various members of the Food Fighters okay. as they, as a demon-possessed Dave Grohl basically runs riot. Uh, all right, you see now, I, I think that that description that you have just said, it, it I think... I think that that has just made Sean and I both want to watch this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because because when you said that, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. It reminds me of a film that Sean spoke about a couple of weeks ago, The Retaliators. It sounds like it is totally mm, in that yeah. vein. And also, if you've ever seen Tenacious D, the video of the song, yeah. Tribute, it sounds very tribute. <laughs> very yeah. tribute. It yeah. sounds very tribute. Because, uh, uh, also because the de- the devil in the tribute video was played by David Grohl, the lead singer yeah. of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so so uh, so the way she said all that, I was like, I think I know where this is going, and this this could be fun. <laughs> but carry on, Sharon. Yeah, it is. It's just sheer lunacy. I don't think I need to say anymore. It's absolute sheer lunacy. You can see their love of the horror genre. And the love of that certain type of horror film where, you know, people do silly things and then they sort of die horribly. And I don't know the, the various members of the band well enough, whether they're sort of like play like a heightened version of themselves. But one of them is like really sleazy and he's all very, every every phrase is like a sexual innuendo. Another one is like very sort of, he would he looks like a businessman, he's dropped into a band. <laughs> so when, he's, when you see him at night, he's wearing like, proper ironed pyjamas and all the others are like in their boxes and stuff and so there's these different um strange things happening and they none of them can act <laughs> quite frankly but it's, because it is like this sort of daft homage you can understand that's probably part of the point is the fact that in these early films they couldn't act either so part yeah. of me thinking if i was looking at this as a serious piece of film it was probably about a two yeah <laughs> but because it's the foo fighters that gives it sort of like an extra couple of, you know, an extra point or two, because it's like, it's the Foo Fighters running around really being really silly and Dave Grohl being demon possessed <laughs> <laughs> and like eating one of his band members. It's no spoiler because it's like, you know, he's going to eat yeah. one of his chums. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's silly. It's, it's bad. <laughs> um, so, so I'm torn really how to rate it. I mean, part of me is thinking it was badly acted and it was there was no shocks and surprises in it. And sitting through it, for me, was sort of an ordeal. But I got that, <laughs> thought in some ways that it was, that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a bad yeah. horror film from Anna, the 80s. So I'm just torn between whether it's a two or a four, whether it's like genius because it is so bad or whether it really is just bad. <laughs> So, yeah. I can't. I don't know if I really know how to sort of grade it. And, at all. and you, you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I think that if the Foo Fighters heard you say that, I think that they would be delighted. Delighted, yeah, I think <laughs> I they think would. They as would well, be absolutely it. delighted. Probably, probably exactly what they wanted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would put money on it. I'll put money on that. That's exactly what they wanted. <laughs> so, so somewhere between a two and a four. 
Yeah. It's like, <laughs> if it was any other film, it would be a two, but because it's a few writers, it's like, I don't know if they're geniuses or they're just, it's just mad. It's just that mad. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to, I'm going to have like a sliding doors thing. So we're going to have, we're going to have at the end of this, we're going to, because we always take the, at the average of who's to find out who's won this week. We're going to have sliding doors where we're going to have a world in which the Foo Fighters film had a two and a world in which the Foo Fighters film had a four. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to figure out because, I, I, because, because Sharon, I think I get, I 100% get your, your difficulty. Your in rating, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I can't even go, no, we're going to take an average of that. I'm like, no, no, this is this is this is two alternate realities because there's going to be people who are going to probably give this a one, and there's going to be people who are going to be like five best thing ever. So, <laughs> so, so uh, there's two alternate realities: one in which this is a two, one which is a four. All right, cool. And now we go back to cinema, and we go back to cinema, and I think we might have just strayed out of the horror genre into yes. a film called Vengeance. 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 Yes. Now I know uh, I know a little bit about this has B J Novak in it. And he wrote, directed, and stars in it. And I know that he, because B.J. Novak, you know, he, he was in the episodes of The Office. I do not watch The Office, so I do not know what character he played. But he's been doing a lot of writing in American TV. And so, Sean, you saw this. Tell us what, tell us what Vengeance is all about. Okay, so Vengeance is all about, basically, it's, um, there's this, uh, talking about we're doing podcasts. Yeah, he's, he's a podcaster. He's aspiring. He's sort of from New York, you know, northerner. And um, he had a, a bit of a fling with, with this girl. Who was from Texas, Abilene? She was Abilene. She was called, and she gets this phone call and says, "Oh, you know, she's she's died. Would you come to the funeral?" And that because the family, like her family, think it was really, really important that you know. So he he decides, and he's got. Uh, I don't know if that was your opposite. Anyway, he's got like a, I, I guess someone who's uh, like a producer, an editor, all that, and goes, "Yeah, go on down there, try and get a story, and 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 find out what this is." And so he goes down there, and then. Um, he sort of interacts he looks at these texas family as you know as sort of not particularly bright or, or anything but they are anyway they say that they believe that although she had an overdose she was actually killed and they want him the brothers like proper proper texan with with, with guns in the back and all that sort of stuff and um, yeah and they believe that she was killed you know and it wasn't an overdose and it wasn't an accident and so basically they want oh we're going to find out it's this you know these cartels and the, that's why it's the cartels earlier and the ones of vengeance and he's like well i don't really do guns and all that sort of stuff and all that and he sort of don't believe it but he he, he sort of goes with it and he follows and he gets like he stays with the family and and they're like proper texans you know and the mum's like yeah all the grandma's like nah you don't need a gun you need a <laughs> pump action shotgun two ars and, like, and they're going yeah 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 okay but anyway so that's that's Radiation basically of texas yeah yeah <laughs> he goes down there and but it's not really this is there's not really a lot of action in this it's not like an action thing and all that it's a lot of dialogue and a lot of really really clever dialogue it's like it's that sounds like bj novak yeah it was a commentary on um you know american values uh about social media or the influence that social media come some great great conversations um oh yeah there's one bit and i mean being I, I love my americana and stuff and where these bodies are found these sort of they call them the after parties is it's like i mean it's, both, it's like a comedy as well as being serious but it's done where it comes under the jurisdictions of like about about four different law enforcement things so 
he goes and sees the town police and they're like oh no 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 it was you have to see the sheriff because it's right by county line so Oh, he goes yeah. he goes see the sheriff and she says, No, 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 it's not the sheriff, it's the highway patrol. It was out on the patrol, so he goes and sees the highway patrol. And there are all these different agencies. He goes, Oh no, 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 it was a border patrol. And the border goes, Those goddamn highway police, he said, they don't know nothing. They just stand there with their speed cameras, right? And I think in this country I've heard policemen say, Oh yeah, you know, the, the motorway police are like, you know, they don't seem to like them because anyway, but so so it it was great. And as I say, there was some some really, really profound stuff real lots of insight i now know why six flags over america why they call like the amusement park six flags over america which which was really interesting so <laughs> there's a lot to it and and he suddenly finds that where we look down on this texas family they have got sort of different values and i mean they talk about proc and all that you've got this um yeah it's it's, it's really really in-depth a lot of lot of dialogue really really interesting probably not for everybody and i say it's not really a lot of action bit of a twist at the end should we say bit of a twist at the end um but yeah really 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 this this was so totally so to after seeing smile this was like a real breath of fresh air this was a real surprise to me a real real surprise i mean yeah there's you know, just just to stuff with the the law enforcement, it, and there were some comedical moments as well. You know, mm. and now Grandma blurts out, "Well, I won't. I can't really give away because otherwise that would give too many spoilers." Um, and he goes to these. He sort of decides he's going to go to sex party, so he gets dressed up as a Texan. And uh, I mean, that's in the trailer. And also, he goes to a rodeo where all the rodeos, and they go, "Oh yeah, who's hands up all those University of Texas?" You know, and it's, it's oh like, yeah, 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 he's like the only one. You know, and it's got University of Texas. Longhorns. Yeah. So they sort of call him out, you know, and then, and there's a bit, anyway, well, no, I can't because it would be all spoilers. Um, but yeah, so this, this is a, this was a terrific movie. I really, really totally, totally was engrossed in this. This was, this was, yeah. Um, for me, it was a, a special movie, this one. I really, really, right. liked it. I really, really liked it. How As many I say, nothing, nothing really happened, but the actual dialogue and the conversations and the interactions between the Texans and this New Yorker guy, just spot on, really, really good. Yeah. So how many stars would you give Vengeance? Uh, I'd like to say a five, but um, I think on the criteria, on Shaman's criteria. Go with Shaman's your heart, Sean, finish. go with your heart. Yeah, right. Okay, so so I've done a one, so okay, then I've done a one, which probably other people would have thought of as a two, so the, I'll give this one a five. I really, really thoroughly well, enjoyed this. this. I was totally, totally, uh, I liked this one. I think being it was a real surprise and I didn't know what to expect. I yeah. think it was one of those ones where I just had no idea what was going to happen, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I'd watch yeah. it again. They're, they're, these are on a dime a dozen of Halloween. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, cool. So, yeah, because I've heard good things about B.J. Novak, and B.J. Novak is one of those guys who's like, uh, he's the kind of person who you would imagine being a writer of Frasier. Let me put it that yeah. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. and so you always expect that if you write something, it's going to be cerebral and it's it's going to be funny and but very sort of like very yeah. talky funny. <laughs> very talky funny. Yeah, yeah. It's really really funny, but it's also very insightful as well. You yeah. know, it's um, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has a there's a show he has on um, Disney Plus called the the premise. I think it is the premise where it's all about coming up with solutions for world problems and all that. But it's yeah, it, it's he he does clever. He does clever stuff. So oh, good to, good to know that he's he's in his directorial debut. He has continued that. And now we go to actual Netflix, 
actual, actual, this is actual Netflix, right, Holly? It is actual Netflix. I am now double checking that I'm correct that it's actual Netflix. Actual it's Netflix. Actual Netflix. Actual Netflix. Actual in 100% Netflix. You have to. <gasps> bye bye, Sean. Bye bye. I'm going to have to go. Okay. Okay, sure. Sorry Sean, about this. okay. Sean, Sean, I know. Look, I, I saw The Woman King. I saw yeah. The Woman King. And as you know, I have, I have thoughts. So I think we and you and I are going to probably have to have Definitely. a spoiler-free chat. No, not a spoiler-free chat. I mean a free spoilerific spoiler chat where chat. we can just talk about everything in the film yeah. because I have so many thoughts. So <laughs> Good. Many but give thoughts. me, give me, give me a text. Let me know when you're available and all that, and I'm sure we can find another time. And yeah. then Sharon and Holly can talk about something what they were talking about on the on the on the uh, WhatsApp thing. So all right. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. I missed that. Okay, anyway, okay. Sean, goodbye. See you. Speak to you soon. See you later. Hi. Cheers, guys. Bye. Okay. Right. And now that Sean's gone, we oh, can talk about him properly. Yeah. <laughs> we can say, oh, no, he's still here. <laughs> Go away, Sean. Ah, Sean's gone. No okay. So, Echoes. Echoes, Holly. So, I'm, uh, I have IMDb up next to me just to make sure I don't get, you know, details wrong so that they describe it as uh, Lenny and Gina are identical twins who have secretly swapped their lives since they were children culminating in double life as adults but one of the sisters goes missing and everything in their perfectly schemed world turns into chaos it's a I think I've read a book like that <laughs> I am not aware of this having been based upon a book but I would not rule it out I don't so, think it's that book of twins swapping identities I've read books about. Yeah. Isn't that so, just the parents' trap with Lindsay yeah. Lohan or <laughs> Hayley Mills? I mean, Hayley Mills, obviously, because, you know, if we're, going to, if we're going to talk parent trap, we have to go back to, back to the originals. Yeah. Um, so it, it begins with a, a call to a woman in um, called uh, Lenny in... Uh, no apologies calls uh to gina in los angeles to tell her that her sister uh lenny is missing and so she rushes off to um the sticks where they're from where they are there is a search going on for her sister who seems to have there seems to have been some sort of break-in overnight and her sister is no longer there she seems to have gone off on a off on horseback there is a foal missing has did somebody come in was there a horse theft was there something else more and it becomes apparent to it, it, you initially don't realize that they're twins uh, or you know they're twins rather you don't realize that they switch but you then rapidly become you, you rapidly find the... But, but, but they just told you in the synopsis. They have in the synopsis, but you don't see it when you're watching it, because I didn't read your uh, synopsis straight off, because I like to see how a film begins. I, I, I'm sorry, but if they put something in the synopsis, they shouldn't try and act like it's a big surprise in the film. It wasn't done as a big surprise. It was just, <laughs> it was just, it sort of, it, it, they, they teased out how it had all evolved over the course of the series. And where... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You might just have realised that that synopsis has got me annoyed. <laughs> really has it are you sure the, the synopsis has got me annoyed I'm sorry but uh, carry on carry oh, on it didn't sound like you were annoyed at all though Tosin I, I don't I don't understand knocked me over with a feather yeah I I 
felt that you didn't need that in the synopsis, but they provided it in the synopsis. And you couldn't really talk about any of it without knowing that. that yeah. So you, you then find out that from children, they have been, you know, periodically swapping who was who, as twins, of, identical twins often do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that this has extended into their adulthood. And they are both married. One of them, the one who stayed at home, has a child. The one who lives in Los Angeles, who is known as the bad twin, Mm -hmm. locally, uh, does not have a child. And it becomes apparent that they have been, yep, periodically swapping out who's who. Yep. So is there anything to this film besides people swapping places? Yes. There are various things to it. So what... What what the, the, there is a fundamental mystery as to how it came to be as it is. Why did first of all why did the sister go missing? And I'm going to go with a spoiler and say she is found, because the film does continue with um, you know with the two sisters in it, and you are looking across both the history of how they came to this point uh, in their personal lives and why the sister disappeared. Everything you're saying is making me think of what I am pretty sure are better films. Yeah, well, it's not a film; it's a series, though. So, okay. so this is this okay, is cool. Part, it's an eight-part series, so they're not rushing through some sort of. You couldn't do it in. Um, you you couldn't do it. Well, you could do it in a film, and it would probably not be terribly good. Um. So it is a it is a a long, very slow burn as to how sister went, what how and why sister went missing, what happened, what's been going on between their two separate lives, and it becomes apparent over the course of the first episode and more so as it goes on that things have been happening that the uh, that that not missing twin does not know about, and they speak to each other every single day. There's no way you can manage to exist fundamentally in many ways as two halves of one person if you're not constantly enmeshed and something has clearly been going on there are complicated wider familial relationships as well with a father who the relationship is a little bit strained with there's a sister who is in a wheelchair who is very bitter towards the um the los angeles sister very very angry at her so uh, and different views locally there are all sorts of things that have happened that nobody had quite expected with fallings out and old relationships come back <laughs> and it's a so it's 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 a very good so- cast but it is a somewhat convoluted series that is either landed brilliantly with people or quite poorly Okay, I don't care about those people. You, sh- you, Holly. How has this landed with you? I enjoyed it. It I... took a couple of episodes. The first episode, I was a bit like, "Do I like this? Don't I like this? Do I not really care?" Uh, and then it started to pick up. Then it had the obligatory sort of lull down part way through. I was like, "I don't really give a." Um, I think I think for this for this story, when you were telling me when you said there was eight episodes, you might have seen my face. I was kind of like, that's <laughs> way too long for this story. <laughs> it is way too long for this story. Um, but but equally has has some interesting little ins and outs um, and uh, the odd the odd delightful vignette. 
um, the the details of how they have become the people slash person that they are is is interesting. It's um, I don't want to say entertaining. Entertaining is the wrong word. It's it, it's got moments that keep in the edge of your seat. It's a very good cast, which I should have gone with. It's um, Michelle Mo- uh, Monaghan plays both of the yep. twins. She's good. Uh, she is excellent. Uh, Matt Bomer is the husband oh. of one of the twins. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Sanjata is the husband of the other twin. Yep. Uh, so- Ah, no, okay, now this this makes me want to watch it because I have a theory about Matt Bomer. I have I have a theory about Matt Bomer that is, if I said it out loud, it would probably be very would probably be quite controversial. So, <laughs> so you probably that bad. what? So you've got to say it out loud now. I'm going to say I can say it out loud to you. No one is being recorded because <laughs> okay, let me put it this way, right? So Matt Bomer, Matt Bomer. Um, is obviously a very good-looking man. He's and so he's often cast as like you know leading man sort of characters and all that kind of stuff, especially in the TV show White Collar. And he was in the film Magic Mike and all that. And it was oh yeah, Matt Bomer. Oh my god, look at those, look at those cheekbones, or look at those abs, another thing like that. That's a very good cheekbones. Yeah, and whenever I saw Matt Bomer in a in a in a scene of an intimate nature, <laughs> in a scene of intimate nature, I always used to watch it and go. Something is off. Something is off here. This doesn't look like it's it. It, it feels like he. Uh, okay, this is just my. I was like, it feels like he doesn't know what to do. It feels like he doesn't know. There's something about this that isn't ringing true. Each time I saw him in a scene with a female partner, it happened in. It happened with him and Hillary Burton in White Collar. It happened to him. There's one particular scene where he has a wife in um in Magic Mike. And he's he's kind of like saying stuff uh, like uh, the Jamie no the the Alex Pettifer Alex Pettifer character yeah yeah is is like you know, and he says some stuff and there's just bits in that where I'm looking and I'm going something is off here and then about a year after after watching this thing I'm thinking someone I'm just going oh maybe he's just maybe he's a really good actor but just not good in sex scenes or just not good in like you know loves or anything like that found out that he was gay and I was like now it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and that was my thought. This is this is the bit I think is controversial. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." And I was like, "Hang on, is it okay to say that? Does it actually make sense?" Because it wasn't like I thought, but it that and so that's my theory. My theory is that Matt Bomer looks awkward in sexual scenes with women. That's my theory. Yeah. And yeah, and and so I want so I want to watch this to see if it carries. And I want to see if this is just a stupid prejudice I have that this will be the one thing that squ- smashes that in my head and makes me think, okay, stop doing that. But Matt Bomer, seeing him in, there's with Hillary Burton in a white collar and seeing him in Magic Mike, those are the only two times I've seen him in so like so sort of sexual scenes. And I just sort of thought something he he doesn't look like he doesn't he looks like he doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> I'm trying to think what he's he was in a, he's in, been in two series of. Uh, or at least two series of American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember anything about either of the characters he is in American Horror Story. And if maybe what I think what I need to do is I need to see him in a in a intimate scene with a, another man in a film, and then see if it's still there. Whether it's just the Matt Bomer doesn't do sex scenes, but there's some, just there not was something comfortable with that sort of intimacy on screen. Maybe it's not, a... oh, some actors aren't, are they? You... 
you get the yeah. feeling that they'd probably rather not do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and it was just such a weird thing because I just I was like, the second is I was like, wait, what? Why is why is it so weird? <laughs> why is this so awkward? <laughs> why is this so awkward? But anyway, sometimes that... it makes you feel awkward watching it, and that's that's a sign that it's if you it, feel it... uncomfortable watching it, you sometimes think they either haven't got any chemistry, they don't like each other, or there's something just there's... off. Yeah, though, and, and with me, it was I. I thought there was something off, and then when I found out I was gay, my first thought was, "Oh, that explains it." But I, then I'm like, "Wait, wait, does it explain it? Ooh, ooh, is that is that bad? Have I just found out something really, really horrible about myself?" So <laughs> it's. But anyway, yeah, anyway, but so okay. So how many stars would you give Echoes? I think I'm good. It's another one that could be a four or a two. <laughs> um. Because part of it, I absolutely loved it. It's a good cast, and it's it does keep you guessing, and it does things do unfold. But equally, some of it's a bit sort of slightly formulaic and a bit meh. But equally, it sort of depends where where your head is when you watch it. So I'm probably going to have to give it a three just because it could swing either way as being really very good or. Yeah. But I'm inclined to rewatch the last episode just to sort of refresh my mind. It's one of those where I'd like uh, to see I what would I fi- figure out figure out if it sticks the landing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. So so thank you. So that's that's well, that's uh three stars three stars for Echo. Three 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 stars for Echo. So the question we need to ask now is who do you think has won in this sliding doors week we have <laughs> that the Foo Fighters have given us? Ooh. <laughs> oh, I think cinema's probably tipped it with Sean's five. Yeah, I'm going. But ah, uh, but he gave a two to. He, he gave, gave a two one. for the other one. Does that offset? He, he, he gave, oh, he one. gave, a, he gave ah, a one. Ah, so <laughs> oh, he gave one. Oh, uh, oh, I think it's that gives you a, cinema gets a three. And I've threed out echoes, so so that means it it all it all hinges on uh, <laughs> it. Yes, exactly. In in the multiverse, in the multiverse of film reviews that we have, we have a perfect thing where in one reality, cinema has romped away with it with an average of three stars, and in another reality. Netflix has romped away with it with an average of 3.5 stars. So essentially in one reality, Netflix this week got 2.5, and in the other reality, Netflix got 3.5. So it really it depends whether or not you think that um that 666 was either brilliant and clever or just really, really bad. And I actually think, I personally think that it is a Schrodinger movie. <laughs> It is both at the same time. <laughs> Without watching it, that would be my vote that it is both of those things at the same time. <laughs> All right, cool. So thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, until the next time when Sean and I might actually have that Woman King spoilerific chat. So, yes. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> and a goodbye from and me. A good- and a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye.